Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, I'm ready. Hey guys, welcome back to Style Over Substance with me, Scarlett. Me, Mem. Hiya. How are you doing, Mem? Um, I've got the Sunday blues. Yeah. It's all our listeners. We record on the weekend and I'm just, I feel like from the moment I woke up this morning, I was like, the day's going by so quickly. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> my life is flashing before the my fear. eyes. The fear set in, and so I have been relatively productive today, which is good. But I really feel I keep just looking at the time, and I've got oh god, I I don't really want Monday to happen. I think mm. you know what? If twenty twenty one is not the year that we start working four days a week and have three days off, I don't know when it's going to happen. This I saw an article about this to happen. that a few companies are adopting that. Mm. I think it was like that three million of the UK are set to have a four day working week or oh. something like that. And I was thinking, please, can yep. that be me? I, <laughs> I actually find it. I know we don't like to talk about pandemo stuff on here, mm. but I actually find it flabbergasting mm. that a four-day week hasn't been initiated yep. for our sanity. Yeah, You know, mm. it's been an unprecedented time. We love yep. that word. But like, <laughs> it has been. It's not been easy on mental health. It's not been easy to stay inside. And we haven't even had a half day on a Friday as an issue. Yeah. Oh my God, just I down think Fridays, actually, summer yeah. Fridays. <laughs> I just think that that should have been sort of, even if it's just for a lockdown, mm-hmm. like I don't even know, even if we had to work those hours in the four days, I just think, come mm. on, give yeah. us something. I hope I- there's a bank holiday when this is over. I'm saying it like. um mental health bank holiday or something to that effect I do think that having that three day four day split that extra day off would like help the economy yeah no I agree and And also people like I think studies show that people would get the same amount of work done in four days like it's not even a productivity issue oh we can dream we can dream (sighs) anyway yeah, but other than that, I'm surviving. What about you? I'm good. I have just come back from my first, well, actually, it's not my first barbecue of the year, mm. but because I had a car park barbecue. Uh, for listeners who don't know, um, I live in a flat. I don't have a garden. So the way that <laughs> my flatmate and I have a barbecue is we sit in the parking spaces by our flats and have a, car- a barbecue. I didn't even um, know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really pleasant. It's not as like, yeah as trashy as it sounds yeah but um I had a barbecue in my parents garden 
and got to see my two nephews. So I'm sort of on a little high of mm. just like you forget how much you absorb energy from other people. So um 100%. Yeah. Enjoying I mean, that. Yeah. The other weekend when I was actually out out. Yes. <laughs> Mim had some nice was, out out time. Yeah, I was. And um it was literally just to like walk out into like mm. a big garden and just see other people enjoy yeah. themselves was amazing. It's, it's the buzz of it other people. Yeah. Yeah. Living their best lives. I loved it. Anyway. Yeah, that's important. But I've also been enjoying, we've had some sunshine. Mm. Um, I've, I've, you can't quite see it. but I can see I've, freckles. Yeah, freckles yeah. are forming. And I actually, so listeners, I'm very freckly. And I feel my truest self when I've got loads of freckles. So mm. I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. But we digress. What yep. is your fashion story this week, Mim? So my fashion story is a bit of a downer, to be honest, and completely. (laughs) Quel surprise. Um, But it it came completely out of the blue. Albert Elbaz has died. He passed Mm. away. And um, I think, I'm not entirely sure if it was complications, but it was from the big C and yeah so he's passed away shortly after launching his az factory line which was all about like the super curated wardrobe and that was due to be a big project of his especially after i think maybe about 10 years or so away from being in the spotlight of fashion Mm. so i think that has really he wasn't that old he was only 59 and it's it's sad in the sense that, you know, when someone's on the cusp of doing something new and an exciting time in their life, and then for that to get cut short, it's just sad kind of for anyone. So, yeah, another, like, fashion giant has gone. Yeah, it's it's really sad, isn't it? And we, there's, we get fewer and fewer left in it. So the blow is, is going to be really, really big when that's, that's eradicated all the all the big names have sort of left the building mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and so I don't believe they've sort of announced much more than that have they Lama? no no so watch this space to see what might happen if there's going to be something going on yeah well what is your fashion story so my fashion story is hopefully by the time we've put this out tonight is the Oscars as we're recording oh some form of an Oscars I don't even understand how it's working I don't know well they had the um they had another like they had like yeah there was a Grammys that happened somewhat and you know there was another Golden Globes or something that happened and everyone's at home but we're also slightly getting into a better position. Vaccines are happening in the UK and US. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really hoping to have that aspirational fashion, mm-hmm. that catwalk, red carpet look. So hopefully we'll be we'll post our best looks, our favorite looks. Oh yeah. Um from tonight. But yeah, I'm really hoping that people go for it. Like my first night out would be like <laughs> I think we should expect everyone to feel like Lady Gaga, you know? <laughs> yeah, but then it's like people are going to be largely at home, I suppose. Mm, yeah, I um, don't know if people will be like zooming in. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, don't quote me, but I did see something going around how the organisers 
of the Oscars had put out like a memo, like, yeah, casual's fine, but we really don't want you to do casual. <laughs> we want you Amazing. to dress up. Amazing. Um, I don't know how that's going to fare. Well, because half of like the coverage, so the Oscars obviously airs US time and the bit to, I used to try and stay awake, but all the big, big awards are like quite far into the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the bit that is still sort of, that we would be awake for in the UK is the red carpet. Mm-hmm. And you, yep. get, you get the mi- images coming through like at night and you just start seeing these looks. And that's huge. That's such a big attraction for the Oscars is to uh-huh. see what people are wearing. So, yeah, I, I mean, if you want to wear a, a T-shirt and jeans, I guess, if that's within the dress code, go for it. But yeah, especially if you're sat on your own sofa. But <laughs> I know, especially if yeah. you don't win anything, you know. Yeah. And also, who knows? You could have a sparkly top on, but some joggers on the bottom and... <laughs> we don't know <laughs> but yeah I'm excited I feel I feel excited to see some great looks we've there's been a few award seasons where there have been some exciting things but I think it just it feels like a, another slice of normality mm-hmm. I want that aspirational fashion mm-hmm. yeah and um, so I'm hoping we'll see some cool looks yeah cool I like it We interrupt this broadcast to remind you, go follow us on Instagram, starloversubstancepod, shoot us an email, starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com, find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter, we've got all the links on our Instagram, you know what to do. Yeah. Um, so do you want to introduce our our week's topic? Sure. So this week we are discussing a requested topic, but also something we've been desperate ourselves to cover. Mm-hmm. And that is the topic of internships. So specifically today, we're going to talk about are internships a good idea? What we think of internships, how you get an internship, and are they still relevant? Because it's it's unu- it's an unusual thing not every industry has internships and so yeah we're just going to sort of tell you some statistics our as usual our thoughts and opinions and mm-hmm. go from there so mim yeah. off the bat mm-hmm. so guys also for context internships tend to happen more for design it's not always the case there are pr internships and stuff like that and yeah like more that- creative parts of fashion yeah, but it does tend to sort of monopolize on that side of things. Mm-hmm. As somebody who hasn't done internships, what is your initial opinion on an internship? Oh, okay, so high level thoughts is that I have obviously heard a lot of hor- horror stories regarding internships. Um, I appreciate that they can be a really good way of getting exposure into an internship gaining experience gaining new contacts and yeah internships to me aren't inherently bad what I do think is that it's really hard to get one Mm. really hard to obtain one I could be wrong but that's just my thoughts about internships and I think that 
based on controversy in the past where a lot of people haven't been paid or a large proportion who go for internships aren't paid not only is that what I see as really unfair because you're you've got still so many expenses um but it really means that there are whole swathes of the population who just physically cannot afford Mm -hmm. to gain that insight and that intern experience um so internships yeah they sound great on paper but I still think there's probably a lot of work to be done to improve them yeah what about you cool so yeah I guess I definitely benefited a lot from doing internships what I will say is that now Mm. so I don't know how many years ago I interned. It's it's not quite ten, but it, 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 <laughs> it's it's nearly there. It's about eight, yeah eight years ago maybe. Um, that I it was it was essentially free, like unpaid. I would maybe get contributions towards my travel. Some places did a contribution towards your lunch, mm-hmm. but other than that, that was pretty standard. It mm-hmm. was very uncommon to have a paid internship. Mm-hmm. And there were no regulations around unpaid internships, whereas now there are regulations and the only way you can have an unpaid internship where where they're doing like feasible work. So I don't that might still be a blurry line. I mm-hmm. have a feeling it is like, you know, if someone's sharpening pencils or whatever, that's one thing. But if they're physically doing like a job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that could, that would be someone else's job in the company type of a thing, um, it, they have to be within their studies. They can't be having an internship. So a lot of the time you have a year oh. in industry or it could be during your summer holidays when you're at uni, mm-hmm. but you're not, once you've graduated it's somewhat illegal mm. to uh, not pay people basically okay. which i think is a great step in the right direction mm-hmm. um but i also think that there's graduate schemes and things like banking and all of that stuff you have a graduate scheme and why the fashion industry can't maybe adopt that stance instead mm-hmm. i actually think might be better um but yeah, it's it's a really tricky one because you benefit a lot from it, but it also sits totally not well with me that you can justify not paying people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's a good um, a good place to start. Would be the idea of maybe what the benefits of an internship, why you would want to do one. And then we could go into like the negatives and like the issue, the massive issue of being paid. Um, What would you say is like the biggest positive to internships? So first of all, if you're sort of before even maybe uni, it's a great way to see even if fashion is for you because you know, the perceived idea of fashion, and this is kind of, guys, the reason we wanted to do this podcast is there's a yeah. perceived idea and then there's a reality, just like with everything. But the perceived idea of working in fashion is so glamorous. It's so glamorous. You know, I know the Devil Wears Prada's tried to, like, debunk it, but also then Andy and Hathaway's character becomes fabulous during her, like, yeah. time there. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, there's, like, this glamorous sort of attribution with fashion and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff so I think that's a great way to understand if it's for you um, and get some work experience and 
unfortunately, fashion is an industry where experience matters. So to get your first paid job, they want you to have had experience, which is somewhat impossible mm. if there aren't free opportunities out there. Um, and yeah, I think it also helps you like brands very differ, like they differ quite a lot in like in luxury with their ethos, maybe the way they treat you. There's different levels of intensity. Mm. Um, so maybe it helps you like not be too committed in that sense or instance. And then you learn maybe from other people you meet, like where's best and you form a network. And then on the flip side, internships are needed by fashion industry because they can't afford workers. Mm. Yeah, so I was bear in mind like a lot of my kind of statistics is from this website called intern mag i think mm-hmm. they're also a magazine but you can find them like on twitter and stuff um and they have this report that's based on like loads of reviews that they've had from like listeners and readers mm. um about their internships in the creative industries in general so obviously fashion does fall within this and they themselves say that it's seemingly still a common stepping stone internships into creative industries um so it is still kind of relevant and good to have one under your belt they say employers expect to see them which is like which can be such a catch-22 when it's difficult to get one but then if you want to get a job you have to get an Mm -hmm. internship and all of this um and it can be a great way to gain insight and as you said great like to network and stuff um but from that I see like the issue is like again with perception and reality you think oh internships they're fundamentally meant to be educational yeah but what if you get an internship and they're actually not worth it that you're literally just doing like pickup runs yeah buying coffee um photocopying stuff and yeah there's one thing to say that if you're in the office and you're around the buzz and you're in the hub of it you're you're by like osmosis you're going to learn things but at the same time if you're not being taught things explicitly and you feel like you go in for an internship and you're not actually like from an information perspective you're not any better off then it's a bit of a waste of time but it's one of those things like I just need to have something on my CV do you think that happens yeah and you're so right about the I'm a big believer of especially if you're doing something for free that should come with and like almost mentorship yeah that they have a due diligence to teach you things because uh. you aren't being paid so I do believe that there is a due diligence to help people and to like teach them things and help them learn new skills because like you said um they're not a PA so they don't need to be learning how to do coffee like errands whatever like you know and that is very typical I've got a thousand errands like that I've run in my time that like at one point I felt like a human courier service Mm. and you're not then learning and that's not really the point like you could have any lackey do that Mm -hmm. and actually when you I want to learn how to design things and how they sit and do that process but I'm spending like two like two-thirds of my day outside the office how can you pick that up yeah so I do think there's a real due diligence for that but the problem is the fashion industry is sort of has the reputation of 
that there's so many people who want to be in it and so few jobs that you are led to believe that you just got to take whatever you can get and you're just desperate to get because even for some internships they want you to have work experience before an internship what which and like it's an internship (laughs) you know and I will say that so one job that I had the internship was a real mixture I helped out but it was very lucky to start with like very errand running, very much going and getting coffees and getting people lunch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas other places that I've worked, it's been very much a job. Like you are mm-hmm. helping from the get-go. And of course you might be the person they call on to go and get the coffee, but you're also sat at a desk day in, day out doing stuff. Yeah. So that I think is yeah but then also if you're doing a job then you should be paid it's 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 such sort of a minefield of morality um and i and what we touched on earlier which is a really important issue that we should get onto is is very classist Mm. um i was lucky that like my parents well we live like on the outskirts of London so I could get a train in mm-hmm. like if they covered my train fare some places didn't and my parents gladly helped me with that and I also actually had my student loan during the year I was interning because I was on a year in industry mm-hmm. um but m- some of my friends lived Manchester way had to move to London so they're paying rent mm. they then have to get a weekend job um, if you're interning, you're not working nine till five. First of all, the fashion industry does nine till six as it is. Mm. So you're lucky if you leave at six o'clock, you have a full week of work. Then you've got to work at like Topshop or wherever to work all weekend to afford your rent. Yeah. And like, that's not that's not right. That yeah. is, you know, it's it's based it or it benefits people who have money. Yeah. Yeah, I think what I think what like a core issue of internships nowadays is this like balance between like benefit and is it a benefit to mm-hmm. you or it's not? I think many maybe older people or people who've never had an internship kind of perceive internships as like old school apprenticeships. For sure. But apprenticeships are much different. They're mm-hmm. far more structured. You can come out with like a, like a certification sometimes. Yeah. Um, you are nowadays with internships, you do get paid legally you must get paid and there's a rate there's like a standard rate you'll get paid it's not a lot but you do get paid Mm. and it is definitely more structured and you're there you're kind of registered with that employee like the scheme is run in tandem with your employer and you and stuff like that and so yeah of yesteryear when the UK used to have a lot more apprenticeships Yes, it was far more common to do it and it was really beneficial for people to go into all kinds of industries. And I think there's a tendency to think that's like, oh, what are you complaining about? If they're training you, then why do you need to get paid? And it's like, well, if they're not training you because they know they can get away with it and they just need a couple, an extra pair of hands on deck, then they will get away with it. I mean, reading um, some other bits on Intern Mag, it said that one intern had said, before joining this team of 25 she actually didn't know that 20 of them out of the 25 were interns and going back to the idea you mentioned is like a lot of places well 
fashion is notorious for underpaying people compared to other industries for a very similar role. And it's, and it's that idea of, you know, anyone would love to take this job. So we don't need to pay you, even though you are spending 40 hours, even 50 hours in a lot of cases, working full-time roles with us. And you're doing a job we actually need. It's not like we're just doing you a favor. (laughs) We are still not really going to pay you. Um, so there is this perception of like, oh, what are you complaining about? You're getting training, you're getting this, you're getting that. You don't need pay. But it is important because people you're getting taken advantage of in some cases. And as you said, we'll touch on being paid and like classism a bit more. But yeah, it's uh, it does seem that it's a very easy way of hiring people without this employee-employer commitment legally. For sure. And also the apprenticeship thing you touched on is so valid. But that was also a generation of not everyone went to university. Mm. So you did an apprenticeship to learn a trade without further education. But all these people who are doing internships have a degree or are earning one. And that's a really respected thing in most of the fields, you know, like and I know some like some places might it might not be about it might not be about intellectual sort of whatever but mm-hmm. that doesn't matter that someone's taking further education they are having student loans or whatever they are investing in their future so then for you to kind of not value that mm, is yeah. actually somewhat irresponsible and just like oh it's crazy yeah um you know, and so yeah, I think there's a lot of training, but yeah, it's it's definitely terrible. And so, like, I just know the amount of people who used to just even comment on the fact that in they couldn't afford to intern because, or like, would or a new intern would start and go to me, "How can you afford to do this?" And I was like, "Well, my parents live nearby, so I can just get the training. I'm not having to pay for rent too." Like. But also you do then just have to rely on other sources of income other than your nine to six job, yeah. which is which is too much. You know, yeah. here we are talking about wanting a 40 week. <laughs> yeah. And the topic of like diversity in fashion has been it's such big. a topic of conversation in recent years, yeah. whether that's makeup, whether that's um, modelling, whether it is behind the scenes in design, in um, like merchandising, buying, whatever it might be in the company itself. And it's avenues such as internships that get people into these industries. If they don't support diversity from the beginning, then how can you end up with a company or an industry that says they want to reflect society at large or at the very least not be discriminatory against particular groups so for example statistics that i have is that um half of people who took on internships were paid between 100 and 500 euros a month but had expenses half of them had expenses of between 600 and 900 euros so when you see that describe, even if you were You're paying to the- work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You are 
you're paying to work as you said like what they're paying you does not cover the minimum and that's not that's not a lot of expenses it's not exactly exactly 900 euros a month is not a lot of money in expenses so it's then okay we're talking about upper middle class or like upper class kids whose parents can pay for them if anything can maybe pay for a flat in the city for them Mm -hmm. if anything um they don't have means they don't have to take on an extra job it means that even things like lunch you know like five pound a day to some people might not be like a lot of money but it is five pound a day for lunch every day is a lot of money for some people like but also like when I was some places you can't even get lunch for five pounds you know exactly exactly and like and yeah and like you said five pounds adds up yeah you know and like and we already know like student loan in this we were so lucky that we were the last generated last like cohort to have to pay the um the the like the lesser fees the lesser fees like the band one I think it's called Mm. um yeah we're repayment plan one (laughs) that's it that's what we put on our tax um and yeah so even at the tuition costs that we were paying I mean we paid it after the fact but like our our maintenance loans and things like that it wasn't enough to survive off when we were at uni so then to think like and I remember I didn't I didn't do an internship but because I studied languages I did an Erasmus and I remember the money I used to get from Erasmus my student loan it wasn't enough for me to live abroad and I was living Mm. in one of like the cheapest countries in in western Europe (laughs) and it was it's like bizarre to think okay I'm gonna do this full-time job 50 hours a week Uh, I'm trying to learn I'm trying to navigate a new like industry a new field a new way of working I'm no longer in education have all these expenses worry about like you know as um one of our past guests had said like I don't I don't really know what time to leave (laughs) yeah like long days and things and just not get that either like recognition for their training that they've already done thus far or just like thanks for being here here's a bit of money in your pocket so that you can come for another like how many other months Mm, I know it's it's terrible so my first internship they the way they did it was they just paid for my train fare Mm -hmm. and like I my parents live in zone six that's not a that's not a cheap train Uh, like that's like that's like 70 pounds a week that they were having to pay me so that's more than the five pound a day sort of which would normally be like what you expect from an internship okay but my second internship they only paid me five pounds a day so that's a huge like that shortcoming of 25 quid I was paying that a week essentially to work there and yeah that's mental Mm. that that's just allowed and I remember like but like but that's my train like that doesn't cover my train fare to get here how can I get here (laughs) how are you justifying this you're actually not even paying me like anything um so yeah and that's I just think that something that basically means say there's a family and like no person should have to spend 40 hours a week and not have a salary at the end of it Mm. you know like and there are some families that can't afford to do that but no family should have to afford to do that so 
but there are people where like children in their family are expected to help contribute to the home yeah exactly so how can those people afford the opportunities that I was able to do because that wasn't my situation Mm -hmm. that's not fair because that person could be way more talented than I am if not like if that's not important the same talent the same whatever but just because of their circumstance that's not afforded to them and that's a real problem because that a means we're missing out on talent for one Mm. it means that diversity of of having people from different backgrounds like that's important in a workplace it's important to have a mixture of men and women it's important to have a diversity of cultures a diversity of races a diversity of everything because you'll get the best out of everything with the most opinions and minds like put to everything Mm -hmm. so it's a real shame that then people aren't represented then in the fashion industry or it's only a certain classism and the unfortunate thing as well is that most designers have financial backing or are from wealthy backgrounds so it's this kind of snowball of sort of classism which is a real real shame and there shouldn't be an industry that promotes that yeah that's really interesting actually as you said like bringing up the fact that those who own these companies or are able to start fashion brands or who are the CEOs of the they come from a level of privilege themselves. Mm. Not saying that's inherently not it's not always the case either, but a lot of the time it is the case. These internships can perpetuate those. And by all means, is this not a reflection of the whole industry like some people have internships and they're really good and they're amazing and they're worthwhile and the people that they work with are lovely but I still think it's um if if we're if we're gonna say that internships are not gonna be paid and they don't need to be there should be a well you you need to provide this level of training Mm. just like we do with universities we pay to go to university because we know we're getting something of value out of it there is no reason for us to throw money at something and not get any value in return. <clears throat> so, yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2021, a big year, a pivotal year. Big year. But aside from what's been going on, like over the past few years, we've been ever increasing like increasingly living in a world where you can kind of carve out your own career to some degree um like them or not influencers have completely changed the way that um we see work we see valid work um who can get paid for doing stuff they love um the idea of like we no longer have gatekeepers as such in the world as prestigious as like luxury fashion um so we have people online who are stylists designers artists um whatever you name it you can make money online just doing your own thing if you're if you're good at self-promotion what do you think is like the relevance of internships in 2021 and beyond I'd like to think that they'll be clamped down even more um and that it is maybe only to kind of go alongside education I still think there should be 
it might not be a full wage because fashion fashion companies aren't super wealthy um or or they don't choose to spread their money mm. correctly um because the problem is like you know immediate jobs and what i will say is i also think the unfortunate thing is so wages and fashion are notoriously low until you make it and when we say make it until you're the head of a department mm. that's when the triple like that's when the six figures come in before then that's not going to happen um, and a six figure salary fantastic like yeah you know that's that's a lot of money that's booming mm. but the starting salary is essentially minimum wage mm-hmm and I think that's justified by the fact that you have free labor. So you're then so grateful to be paid and essentially like, and you shouldn't be because actually any other counterpart, any entry level graduate job. So like, I don't know what minimum wage is now. It's about probably 17, 18 grand. Um, I think a regular graduate job is probably around 22 to 25. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's already quite a big gap. That's a, yeah. a really big gap, especially for like your first job. Like, because in fashion, to get from like 18 to 22 or 25, you've either got to have left two jobs to get those promotions to get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get that easily. That's that's a big way to climb up from starting at 18. And mm. um, and yeah, I just think it it almost allows for the salaries to start as low as they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like that thing of I was reading an article before this about a woman who was talking about her experience and in internships and how like she was working all these hours for a brand in fashion and surrounded by beautiful things, but she couldn't even afford to buy herself a new coat, mm. you know, because she's not being paid enough. So my hope is that internships, if it's not going to be minimum wage, it's got to be like a, at least like two hundred pounds a week. Like it's it's got to be something that can cover someone's rent, mm-hmm. cover someone's like you know. It's got to be something where it's manageable and it's it's a, making it more available for other people, and also prepares companies that like I'm paying this person, so if they're not good, I'll get rid of them. Mm. But also like I'm paying them, so I'm going to invest in them, and if they're good, then they can become an employee because it is a thing that paid internships have like um they have sort of oh what's the word a conversion rate far higher i think conversion rate for paid internships is like 60 percent that they go on to employ those people and unpaid is in the 30 percent that is such a good point that you've brought up this idea of like investing in someone for the long term and if you're going to pay them and I also think that paying someone dignifies their role sure I think that when I have read about people being unhappy in a role it's it's either because okay they weren't given a clear job or clear job scope the people they worked with uh nasty or whatever or um or it was not structured or they didn't learn anything but the idea of being disrespected comes up a lot in testimonials oh for sure and the idea of people thinking you're expendable because you're just the intern you know you're just like even when you like someone had written they they had a master's but I guess they were just using this internship to maybe think that they could get a job after a permanent job Mm. with this company afterwards or it's just a way to get into the industry but they were still 
being like disrespected as if they didn't know anything and yeah you're right the idea of investing in someone and that conversion I can completely see how it makes the person who's doing the internship want to stay because yeah, I think, like, yeah go on. I think it stands you on the wrong foot from the get-go you're right it's the conversion of like I remember my brother giving me the advice when I was like I was applying for a new job and like they offered me a salary and it just wasn't quite what I wanted he's like ask for what you want you know mm-hmm. like that's what you want and they'll either say yes or they'll say no but if you don't ask and you go there with something you don't want even that when you get promoted they'll just be promoting to you, you to where you thought you should have been before. So you're always on the back foot. Yeah. You're always playing catch up. You're never quite happy because you thought you deserved that when you started. And that's very much what sort of happens in fashion because like you obviously shouldn't have free labor, you know, mm-hmm. we, and, and also the crazy thing is, okay, it's very like before people might come at me for saying this, it is very different and I'm aware it's very different to have, you know, sweatshops and things like that. Mm-hmm. But if we're even starting in the head office, you're not paying staff. How is the attitude towards not paying your factory workers going to yeah, change? I was, when you were talking, I, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is a reflection of an ingrained culture that fashion, whether it's luxury, whether it's fast fashion, fashion industry has it's the idea of I can get something for cheap and I can make it into a diamond and whether that's people who work who are no less than us because we work in and live in the western world but if we can like allow people who live and work in Asia and they get paid nothing but they make the most beautiful things that we're Mm. obviously willing to pay for then we can't be surprised that we have people here in our back garden, <coughs> boohoo.com, <laughs> um, who are, as you said, in HQ, very glamorous, head office, you know, sitting next to the head of blah, blah, and you're not getting paid either, even though you're there just as many hours as anyone yeah. else. Yeah, you don't have the responsibility, but that's not to say you're not contributing to the overall production or they're not putting pressure on you to feel like you have to stay till eight o'clock to get something finished and that's a responsibility and a pressure in itself whether whether the head of the company is going to clamp down on you is different but you still get made to feel pressure in other ways yeah um yeah I think that's a really good point yeah I've actually like really wound myself up about how much I've forgotten how much it really offends me because I remember sort of I remember reaching a point where I don't even know if I was an intern anymore but thinking just how outrageous it all is and actually like that the pay in fashion is terrible but the expectation of working hours longer than your longer than your contract and I know every contract says within reason you may have to work more hours yeah but you've got to sign that like yeah I'm willing to work over 47 hours a week or something it is but like I'm telling you now my last job I by the end I was working between 50 and 60 hours a week Mm. and that's that's unacceptable and obviously my salary didn't go up like and it was no, like I left because my salary didn't go up. Yeah. Like, and that's crazy. That is crazy. And 
my intern would have been sat if I had an intern I didn't that was half of the problem but if I had an intern she would have been sat there with me till that time maybe not me because I'm someone who thinks an intern should go before the boss because actually the boss is being paid like but the intern is theoretically there too and they're miserable just like I am because they're working (laughs) till that time and if they're not they will be eventually because you can't enjoy that for forever I just yeah it it actually really it makes me sad it makes me really sad because I love fashion I love the industry but they could really improve on that but what I will say is Mm -hmm. France has much stricter regulate stricter regulations so I was offered an internship in France. This is my dream, folks, for the record. Yeah. Like Paris, Kenzo, mm-hmm. on the knitwear team. At the, at that time, I was really into knitwear. And I thought that was the path I wanted to go down. And the only way you can intern in France is it be with your education. So they were a bit more advanced than us. Mm. But you're, it's not just, oh, yeah, no, I'm at uni. Like your university has to sign and fill out all these forms. Like they take, like it's, they take responsibility for you whilst you're there. And I'd graduated and I begged my uni to sign these forms. I begged for them to let me go and they wouldn't. And I get that because I wasn't on their books anymore. I wasn't paying fees. They can't take responsibility for me. So alas, I never went to Kenzo, never went to Paris. Oh, shit. I know. Oh, how different my life may be. I know. (laughs) Um, But we can't wallow because I can't complain. Mm. And. but yeah, but I also really respect how rigorous the French way is. It's great because they also have a lot of fashion houses mm-hmm. and they are very much like it has to be done by the book. But also mm. visas and working visas in France are are quite difficult as well. So I don't know if that's just a symbol of it's hard to work in France. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. If um if you were like twenty one year old Scarlett again, would you think that t- doing an internship is still worth it, or do you just think like, no, I'm not going to do it because it's it's just bullshit. Like I can maybe find training elsewhere uh, or pursue other avenues. I think it's more a case of, I think the unfortunate thing is it's a rite of passage and it's that inherent thing, a bit like how we, you mentioned earlier with apprenticeships. People have this archaic way of thinking, I did it, so you have to go through this. I yes. I very much had a manager where you could tell she got treated like crap as an intern And she thought she had to be that way with me too. And I'm very much a believer of like, well, that's not how reform happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just because you suffered that. Like our parents, if they parented us the way their parents parented them, that wouldn't be great parenting. You know, you evolve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Won't parent our kids the way our parents parented us. You Mm -hmm. move with the times, you evolve, we learn and we progress. So it really used to agitate me. But I think there's still that sort of belief that you... Yeah. It's like you walk the boards in drama. like You you pave the path with internships in fashion. And I, I think there is a great reason for them as long as they're kept within your education. And, you know, but I think I, in hindsight, I would fight 
to ensure that as soon as I graduated, I was not an intern. Mm-hmm. And I think I did, I did relatively, relatively early on that I like asked to be paid and stuff like that because they were giving me lots of responsibility. And I was kind of like, I feel like I'm a, an employee. Um, but in like hindsight, older Scarlett would be like, I've graduated. What job are you offering me? Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean. Like, um, this kids nowadays have never had it so good. Kind of mm. actually. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It's about creating a better environment now than was previously but in many in many ways we kind of move backwards in a sense yeah but I also will say that in in a sweeping statement Mm. Gen Z is much more gutsy than like we were raised to be Mm. I think in part because there's so much more shared information now and so much more transparency about things I think think they've missed that British politeness we do for no reason, no good reason. If they see something wrong, they say it and not in a rude way, but like not in a way we would have done. And I think that that will help progress things. I think when, um, for me, but maybe it applies to you as well, when we were coming out of uni and stuff like that and we were trying to navigate work and whatever, I don't think it even crossed my mind to go online. Like we didn't have that like resource in that set. Okay. Mm-hmm. Online was a thing. <laughs> of course, we're not. That we're old. not that old. <laughs> we're not that old. But to like to go online and like to go on Glassdoor. Was there a Glassdoor mm-hmm. where I could read about internships? Don't think so. And like to go online and read about on Diet Prada, like how how employees at X, Y, and Z were yeah. being treated. We didn't have that. So it didn't cross my mind to see like, let me get reviews of where's the best place to work. It was like, you took on and you internalized, um, what is it like, just general beliefs, I mm-hmm. suppose. Now people are, have the wherewithal to like question things a little bit more they're yeah they're equipped with the knowledge or the facilities to check if something is okay you know and I think it took me a while to sort of ask people the question of so you do you mind that you kind of can't plan anything in your evenings yeah and and like you know you can't make plans and you have to keep saying sorry I'll be an hour late no I'm going to be another hour late like does that bother you? And people be like, no, 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 no. And then you get into the depths of it. Mm-hmm. And of course it does. Of course it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, yes, you're right. The internet really helps with that. But also just I think there is more of an approach of of openness and communication on certain topics. That I, don't, mm-hmm. I think we just used to just accept it. We yeah. just had to get on with it. Yeah. And we I were think grateful to have a job. Definitely. I think in general, the nature of work, people are more willing to question work-life balance than we really ever have mm-hmm. um and I mean just thinking about the conversation we've had and how many internships aren't really bringing much benefit and increasingly we can see younger people maybe pursue different avenues to get into the fashion industry do you think the fashion industry will suffer because they don't have maybe as much willingness or like availability to free labor as they currently do with internships so one place that I worked for the main way they survived was off of free labor 
like as interns we physically made like the clothes Mm, okay and things like that not all of them but we physically made them and what I will say is I think the fashion industry will suffer if you can't if they can't if they can't convert it and of course you know progression has sometimes that can't happen quickly mm-hmm. because pe- sometimes if you, people are happy they're not going to move around in a job but if there is potentially a space within the next six months year for you to have a design assistant which is the entry level job of fashion mm-hmm. or a merchandising assistant or your PR assistant or whatever where wherever the field is of interning I think you should like your question you should ask if you're applying for an internship is is there progression for me to get hired here okay because and they'll probably lie to you but oh every job does they're like but, oh yeah we're looking to um promote people within the next 18 months but if someone can't it gives you something wishy-washy and if someone's like actually yes we will be looking for a design assistant in about six to six to nine months we absolutely will be needing one and like that's the kind of that's why we're hiring you because we that's how we foresee this I think that's where it's fine and I think Mm. that's where like that's great but I think the place that I worked where they couldn't survive without interns we used to have around showtime there maybe be 10 of us sat around a table like squirreling away and not a single person one of those was hired by the company Mm. it just and people would just come in to do it but like only four people worked at that company the whole time, like within sort of, I helped them maybe over the space of a year, a year and a half. It was still only ever four employees. So that's the problem of just having people in, you're desperate for experience, but like they're never going to hire you. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. So really those places or those employers will suffer if they don't, find a good way of retaining these Mm. like talents and giving them an incentive to want to stay and paying them for something (laughs) you know because they will those they will suffer I mean your business isn't viable if you can't pay your employees it's not a viable business and and I think fashion's a real has a real tendency to top heavy pay their staff Mm. and that probably won't change but really it should that surely you should pay the people who actually do do the stuff you know Mm. um but yeah I think it's a business model thing but yeah I think it's just the I think some people have to face a harsh reality if you can't exist without paying your staff maybe you shouldn't exist you know (laughs) I think it's internships is also an extension of this like gig economy that we now live in it's not inherently bad to have internships available. It's not inherently bad no. to work part of the gig economy. For some people, that flexibility or for some people, the, that, that gritty experience of being an intern and that just way to get into the industry is all they're after. And they, you know, they don't need anything else or they're not after anything else. And that's great. But I think that idea of like, we don't need to give you any other workers rights time off restricted working hours pay or just a structure of training I think is like the most important um is where we've all kind of like normalized like it's okay 
your employer mm. doesn't have they don't owe you anything <laughs> it's like no they do they owe you something they owe you you know training or pay or something like that um and I think it's a reflection of like what we've seen in other industries but yeah fashion is and I don't know what it is notoriously bad for um for payment I I don't get it yeah so when I was researching for this it uh what came up and I actually think it'd be a really interesting topic for us to cover in a few weeks or down the line Mm. is the culture of freelancing in fashion Mm. and essentially a lot of companies similar to interns basically exist on zero hour contracts like and that's whether that's a good thing or not freelance culture is great like and I actually think the future of the future of the world is not having like a steady nine till five like I, I actually think that that might disappear in the future um I think that we're we're people we're such like diverse humans mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be surprised, especially people who are more creatively minded. It might be different for lawyers or whatever, like certain professions it wouldn't work for. But I think that someone who's a designer could also help with graphic things or like, you know, I think you could have three different hats that you wear in a week or wear in a month or whatever. I think that might be the future Um, because I think we get bored easily. You know, our attention span is really short these days. Smartphones haven't helped. Um, but so freelance culture is really important. It shouldn't have to disappear. It's not It's not a bad word, but there's a real culture of you don't respect freelance staff as much as you mm. do full-time staff. And those are the people you can play around with not paying as well. So I think that'd be a really interesting thing to touch on. Um, but yeah, it it's terrible that fashion has that reputation of not paying great. I've definitely not been paid a few times obviously I did in the end but like not paid on the right day and hey like I don't have like if I'm being paid a terrible wage I don't have a bucket full of coins to like back me up on the day that my rent comes out like you know so that's damaging Mm -hmm. if if you've got a mortgage that comes out you know that's coming out regardless yeah um so yeah, I think that it's a shame that fashion isn't so steady. I really hope that um that fashion does remain steady. And actually, this should have been my fashion story. I don't know if you read that, like, so Primark's earnings in their first week of being open mm. were so high that they're going to repay all their furlough oh. money. It's like 112 million or something like that. Yeah. And they're repaying it. And that is the power of the fashion industry yeah in a week Primark's earnings were so great that they can repay 112 million they can commit to that Mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah that's the power of clothes and I know that's fast fashion but that can that also like we talked about last week LV's sales went up like exactly the power of fashion like there's got to be something where like it's so profitable it's like the biggest economy yeah so yeah I hope I hope that improves and like works out better oh I love fashion I hate it I love it yeah on the flip side like just it made me think of my own experience as someone who never did an intern yeah but like I worked the low level jobs yeah I don't I don't know if it put me at a disadvantage or it made no difference to my career and where I ended up Mm. 
having not done an internship it's really difficult to know um and I guess we'll never know I think to the most essential part of fashion I think is for for design whether that's rightly or wrongly Mm -hmm. because actually I didn't get much design experience like in my first internships Mm. but I think if it's more business-wise, like PR, merch, all of that side of things, I genuinely believe that should be trained and you can be learned on the job. So can design, of course. I've just, yeah. I, just did, I just did a degree in it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. of course. But, and the same with people who study like fashion, business or merchandising and all of that stuff, or even if they study design and choose to go into that, things get trained like, Someone yeah. doesn't work in insurance and know how they don't learn the day of a life of an insurance broker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh-huh. have to learn that on the job. And I think that should happen too. Yeah. I think at the very least, I think my one um I don't know, way to approach it is like if they're gonna offer internships and they can't afford to pay like a full wage, only have an intern for two, three days a week, you know? Mm. And and it's easier to do like a 10 hour day and get paid just as much per day because then at least it's not ideal, but at least no. you have like money to pay for lunch for that one day. <laughs> yeah. It's not spread over like two, three days or something. And there's only like one return ticket on the train sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I still think that, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. And I think it will be interesting to see how this develops as more people now are finding jobs and we're kind of like crawling out of this little situation that we're in. And people are getting hired more now than they have really in the past year. And people are finding new jobs. And for a lot of people are deciding that they want to enter new industries. Where will fashion sit in that? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I read I read fairly recently that the there was a real, like, really sadly high number of people who were applying for sort of jobs below their means, as in mm. someone who has a master's or a degree and is literally applying for a job that doesn't need that, whatever that may be, um, or like internships, and they've they've already worked in an in industry or you know things like that, and that's mm. that's more a sign of the times. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that we we get out of that quickly because I don't want that to like instill the culture of of free work or or people doing stuff like that, you know. Yep. yep. But hopefully that's a sign of the times, and that that's something we'll. We'll move away better from. over time yeah exactly oh god we could be like economists at this rate first we we're talking i think about we like, might be saving bones. the world one podcast at a time hold <laughs> <laughs> your horses um yeah well that was interesting that was yeah really interesting it'd be great to hear um other people's kind for of... sure i'd love to hear especially i think we have listeners who don't necessarily work in fashion like would you work for free Mm. is that even an option for you guys does that sound crazy to you does that sound sensible yeah yeah would you yeah <sighs> and also on just one last thought I think they catch you at a time where you're young and foolish and you'll do anything for sure for so sure don't be young and foolish guys <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, anyway, good chat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, follow us on social. Um, make sure you're like subscribed to this podcast if it's the first episode you're listening to. And um, yeah, we're going to be putting out a couple polls. So it would be great to get your opinion on things. In the meantime, I've been Mim. I've been Scarlett. See you next week, guys. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.